Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Shay Cornette, Amber Wilson filling in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And on your smart speakers, all you got to do is tell it to play ESPN Radio. Uh, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call online, 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. All right, so we're at that sweet spot of the season now where we're finally figuring out, which I felt like, Amber, it took longer this year than it has in years past. Who's actually good and who's actually not in the National Football League, just to put it uh, bluntly. And now we're starting to figure out which teams are good surrounding their quarterback because of their quarterback in spite of their quarterback, if you catch my drift. And so let's do a completely negative list here and just make everyone (laughs) mad. And let's list our top five quarterbacks that are holding their teams back here down the stretch. Entering week 11, it starts tonight between the Packers and the Titans. Week 11, there are 17 weeks in the season. And so the top five quarterbacks that you think the quarterback for teams that could go on a run and go into the postseason, but their QB is going to hold them back. Why don't you go five to one, girl? What do you got? All right. Let's let's get it. Let's start with number five. Okay. Oh, I thought there was going to be imaging. That's my fault. I thought we had like a like number five. Oh, right, okay. I just did it myself. <laughs> so there right. we go. I struggled with number five here, Shay, because I feel like that there's multiple options for me at five. I feel like The obvious one here is the whole Kirk Cousins, he's not clutch, he can't win in prime time, what that looks like in the playoffs type conversation. There's Jimmy Garoppolo uh, that I considered putting him here at number five, although I feel like in Kyle Shanahan's system, there's only so much Garoppolo needs to do, and we know Shanahan knows how to work with Garoppolo and turn that team into a true Super Bowl contender because we've seen it. So I ended up with five settling on Zach Wilson. My hesitation here was that I don't really think of the Jets as a true Super Bowl contender. But then Evan Wilner, our producer, who is a Jets fan, convinced me that if they had a different quarterback, I would be thinking of them as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And because of that, I suppose Zach Wilson is, in fact, holding them back. I have no idea if Zach Wilson's going to be good in his career. I have no idea what he can be. I do know that he's only 23 years old. But this season, I could see him being the reason that that Jets team Team can't advance. Number four, I have a quarterback who's playing very well this season, but we're all shocked he's playing well. And you're going to see a theme on my list. That scares me when we're talking playoff time. At number four, I have Daniel Jones. Yes, the Giants are sitting at seven and two. Like, who would have thunk it? And apparently Daniel Jones is actually good. Uh, And apparently he's the guy moving forward. But this is the quarterback that they didn't pick up a fifth-year option on for a reason. And that, Shay, we were all talking about the Giants are going to have to move on from him after this season. So it's just hard for me to trust it, even though I understand what we're witnessing. In that same vein, let's move on to number three, where we have Ryan. Oh, there we go. There we go. See, I knew that imaging existed. Thank you, Javante. All right. So number three, Ryan Tannehill. 
Now, this is a quarterback that I spent a whole lot of years watching when I was covering the Miami Dolphins, and I spent a whole lot of years wondering if he was any good. And we've learned in a Tennessee Titans uniform that that answer still isn't completely clear unless, of course, he's got a a healthy Titans team and Derrick Henry in the backfield. And, yes, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry apparently once again. The team's around Tannehill. He's in a good system. Obviously, the window apparently is not actually closed for the Tennessee Titans, but I will forever be a skeptic of Ryan Tannehill in large part, I think, because I have PTSD from the seven years I watched him down in Miami as a Dolphins fan. Number three, uh, that was number three. Number two, let's move on. Number number two. two. This one's going to surprise people, but I said it in the same way I said it with Daniel Jones. I've got Geno Smith as number two on my list. Now, I understand people like want to hand Geno Smith the MVP this season, and people are just so high on this quarterback who we watched for how many seasons before this one in the NFL, and none of us thought that he could truly lead a team as a Super Bowl contender. We had every reason not to think that. He's got 41 interceptions in his career, Shay. Like, I can rattle off all the numbers. The completion percentage this year for Geno Smith is up over 10%. Like, it's been an unbelievable jump here in that system there in Seattle. Apparently, Pete Carroll wasn't there signing up at 70 years old for the tank. He was actually there knowing something that none of us knew about Geno Smith. But again, that scares me because the sample size is so much larger from the rest of Geno Smith's NFL career that when it comes playoff time, I'm just a little concerned what Geno Smith is going to show up. And that leads me to the number one guy on this list. Number one. This is going to shock people because, again, everybody wants to name this guy as the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, and that is Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts, we had so many question marks. It took us until the very end of last season, Shay, to even settle on the fact like, hey, the Eagles, they should give Jalen another year. And I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. Don't get me wrong. But I just think it's funny how quickly the narrative has, has, has spun around on a short NFL career. The sample size is harder to evaluate than, say, Geno Smith's sample size, obviously. And maybe Jalen Hurts is that dude. But again, a very short NFL career. We've seen two drastically different versions of this player. What does that mean if we're talking about the Eagles, who appear to be a true, true Super Bowl contender? Oh, Amber. I love Amber to death, but she just, you know, knows how to make me angry. Um, Okay, (laughs) I pulled some receipts. I pulled some numbers here for this debate because I knew you were going to just, like, aggravate me. Um, And you did. First of all, Jalen Hurts, what more do you want to see from him? What more do you want him to do? I mean, this team was undefeated, virtually looked like they could not be stopped up until a week ago when they had to play a divisional opponent. They finally settled in on a quarterback. The opposition did that, it means, in Taylor Heineke. And they finally have some momentum, as do the commanders. And so they looked like they could be beatable. So they got one. They got it out of the way, the Philadelphia Eagles. And now it's smooth sailing into the postseason. Jalen Hurts is first on target weight when he's in the pocket. So he's virtually perfect when he's in the pocket at over 92%. He's second in yards per deep pass. What more do you want to see from him? We've seen him utilize his legs. He's been fantastic. In terms of Geno Smith, I actually think he's the reason why the Seattle Seahawks are winning. I mean, you, what, you can make that argument. I don't have a problem with that argument. Again, it's not what they've done so far this season. Like, both of these guys have been playing phenomenally. Obviously, with Jalen Hurts, he's aided by the fact that he's got the best O-line in the NFL and the weapons and A.J. Brown and everything else that the Eagles have done so well. I'm not suggesting that these guys haven't been playing well this season. I'm just suggesting the playoffs? We're talking about a different scenario, and we only have these this season with these quarterbacks, particularly with Geno Smith. That's I mean, fine. my in the goodness. Moment. Live in the moment. Pull the numbers I'll... from the rest of the career. It's, it's, <sighs> it's remarkable what's happening in Seattle. The Jets. All right, let's, uh, let's get to my list. At number five here. Number five. 
I have Aaron Rodgers. Um, part of this what? is because I am You're mad a, at me about Jalen. I know what? you can be mad at me too. Um, part of this is because I'm I am not factoring the past at all. I know he is a remarkable talent and he has back to back MVPs. Save it. I got it. But he has not been good this year. And the fact that you throw three red zone in, interceptions against the Lions, a team you are very familiar with, and quite frankly lost to a year ago. Uh, scares me. And you needed all the drama and all of the oomph behind the game against the Dallas Cowboys in order to find a way to go beat them and actually look like you had a capable offense. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers just ain't that dude this year. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that he doesn't show up until the first game of the season. I have family in Green uh, in Wisconsin, and they are diehard Packers fans. They complain every year that he doesn't want to show up to training camp and build some chemistry with his wide receivers. It's a problem. You see how lousy they are in the first game of the season every single year? Hello? Maybe you should acclimate yourself with these new dudes, especially because you got rid of your boy, Devontae Adams, who now is with the Raiders. So maybe you should find a way to get everyone on the same page before week one or so you don't lose five games straight. Um, okay, so that'd be number five. At number four for me. Number four. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, this isn't hard. Um, he is yet to throw a fourth quarter touchdown, which I said earlier. What if you need him late in games? Yeah, well, it is not reliable. He's 34th in completion percentage when blitzed. Uh, so I, I don't know why you wouldn't why you wouldn't look to that as being concerning. And then he's 28th in yards for third down pass. Again, crucial moments is when you need Ryan Tannehill to step step up for the Tennessee Titans uh, on a third down, and he can't do it. And to me, that's problematic. And I'm sorry we saw it in the postseason last year when the Tennessee Titans were the number one overall seed, and they went up against the Bengals. He turned the ball over in, in opportune times. Again, when you needed him most. And so I'm sorry, Ryan Tannehill. I just can't rely on you. Number three. Number three, Kirk Cousins. I'm hating on all the NFC North quarterbacks, and I understand that. But Kirk Cousins is going to be a reason that the, that the Vikings are either not taken seriously or they can't go far in the postseason. And I actually hope he proves me wrong because I actually think Kirk Cousins can be hilarious at times. But the fact that – and I, this is not lazy analysis. It's just truth. The fact that he can't win in primetime is a problem. That every time we see him when the lights are the brightest, he's not he's a, a shell of himself. That's a problem. The fact that they were able to win in Buffalo, great. It was a 1 o'clock game. And you know what? I think Josh Allen wasn't 100%. And there were a lot of factors that went into that. But Kirk Cousins, for me, 28th in red zone passing touchdown rate, 30th in completion percentage when pressured. When guys are coming at his face, he's bad. He's really bad. And so for me, that's a formula for disaster. Kirk Cousins at number three. Number two. Number two, Justin Herbert. And I could care less what anyone thinks. I have what? I have dogged this guy from what has he done? Every game that we think, oh, Justin Herbert is like the best ever. It's usually a one score game that they end up losing every single time. Every single time. He's 32nd in yards attempt when trailing, meaning he's last in the league for qualifying quarterbacks when they're behind. And yet still, we need you moments. He ain't there. He's never there. Part of that is because of his quarterbacking, and part of that is because of his head coach, I think, too. But I'm sorry. Justin Herbert is a kid with a good arm who's had some luck around him, but he has not yet shown me that he is an elite quarterback. In fact, he's shown me that, yes, you've got injuries to the Chargers, but you've done nothing to overcome those injuries and make the players around you better. Sorry, Justin Herbert. You're holding your team back. Number one. Number one. 
I mean, this is easy. It's Zach Wilson. And he was on your list too, Amber. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, I know he's young and he's got some growing pains to get through, but he's been injury prone the last few years. And that's another issue. But for me, um, he's not on target when everything is going right. He doesn't play well inside the pocket. And so if he can't play well when everything's going right, you got issues. The Jets, very good defensively. And that's what I think, keeping them in games. But, uh, the turnovers are an issue. The immaturity is an issue. And I, I'm sorry. I just Zach Wilson. If there, and you're right. If there was, and Evans right too. Any other quarterback quarterbacking the Jets right now? I think we'd be having a different conversation about them. Zach Wilson needed to grow up quick there in New York, unfortunately, and he just hasn't done it. That's my list. I am going to react to that list. I need some time. I need to collect myself <laughs> you need to, <laughs> while, we, while we go to commercial break, and then, okay, and then I will gather myself, you. and I will react. Got to calm okay. down a little bit. If you want to react, the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. Come on, weigh in. Which quarterback do you think is holding their team back from the postseason, from the Super Bowl? I don't care what it is because you know they're out there, those QBs. You know they are. Fill us in. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Uh, I'm un- I'm sad, Amber, that we are not going to get the snow game we had all hoped for, but I guess... The NFL has other plans due to safety, which we're going to get into in a minute here. It's Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. Uh, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea Cornett, Amber Wilson filling in for the guys today. So that's right. The NFL is moving the Bills-Browns game to Detroit on Sunday because of the snow concerns. They were expecting anywhere from four to six feet. Obviously, this is a, a lake-effect snowstorm that affects travel. It affects safety. It affects all the things. So out of an abundance of caution, they're going to move the game to Detroit. Detroit. It will be at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Bills play the Lions then on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit. So we don't know their schedule yet. Are they going to stay? Are they going to come back? Um, obviously, the Buffalo weather is not going to be great. So that is the situation. Uh, Sunday's game, uh, uh, Bills and Browns will now be played in Detroit. It will not be played in Orchard Park because of the uh, 
big amounts of snow that they are suspecting, Amber. I'm a little sad that we're not going to get the memes. They've been funny here over the last 24 hours where people are just listing the players under six feet because it's supposed to be six feet of snow. Like Devin Singletary, 5'7". You know, you're not going to be able to see him on the field. So there was a lot of jokes to be made on this one, but obviously the NFL had to do it. Lake effect, I know nothing about it as a Floridian. Sounds bad, Shay. Yeah, I know all about it as a Chicagoan, Lake effect snow. Um, And it can be bad, and it's cold, and it's all of the things. And so this is probably the right move, but I feel like the snow in Buffalo just screams football in November. But nonetheless, this is what's going to happen. So it now moves to Ford Field, where the Bills will get very comfortable because they have to play there again on the following Thursday on Thanksgiving Day, which obviously does not bode well for the Lions. I don't think there's going to be any home field advantage, but nonetheless. All right, prior to the break, we had gone through our five lists, our, and, and the list of five was essentially the five quarterbacks we think are holding their team back from the postseason, from the Super Bowl, from a run here in the second half of the season. I'm going to list off Amber's really quick. Hers was five Zach Wilson, four Daniel Jones, three Ryan Tannehill, two Geno Smith, and at one, she had Jalen Hurts. If you want to weigh in, the phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Could hold their team back. Could, by the way. Could. Not are. Currently could in a postseason run. Could hold their team back. Got it. Okay. Um, My list was like this. At five, I had Aaron Rodgers. At four, I had Ryan Tannehill. At three, I had Kirk Cousins. At two, I had Justin Herbert. And at one, I had Zach Wilson. All right, let's go to West Coast Jay. I'm sure he's got a comment on Aaron Rodgers here. And West Coast Jay, before you fire at me, I want to keep in mind here, I'm not talking about last year, so don't bring up the past. I'm talking about this year and this year only. What do you got? Well, first of all, Shay, it's nice to hear you out of uh, ESPN Chicago. I loved when you came on there. Um, you. So you, you revealed that you're from Chicago. I wanted to point out that you are a Bears fan and sound like, you know, an NFC North hater. Um, I both agree and disagree with you. Um, I think Rodgers is their only path to a Super Bowl, and I think he's holding them back. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Fair enough, and that's okay, and it can be both things. But sometimes he's got to get out of his own way like he did against the Cowboys, and it results in Ws. Amber, you were going to let my list marinate a little bit. What did you think? I mean, it's just crazy to me that you have – more faith in the guy who is the reigning MVP. And I know you don't want to talk about last year, Shay, but we can't ignore history here. We are talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of his generation. And yet you're, you you have more faith in these quarterbacks that are a flash in the pan, like me having Geno Smith on my list. So you and I definitely evaluated very different things when we were putting our lists together, because history does matter. And history would tell you, yes, I understand Aaron Rodgers has his issues in the playoffs, but I don't know anything about Geno Smith having his issues in the playoffs (laughs) because Geno Smith ain't Aaron Rodgers, right? Geno Smith ain't a back to hit three time MVP. Like that's, what's so crazy to me. Uh, about you including him on this list. So, yeah. I uh, And also, by the way, Kirk Cousins, because he was on your list as well, and I did debate whether to put him on my list. But then remember, he took the shirt off and he put the chains on, so we're good on Kirk. He got the monkey off his back. He's clutch now. <sighs> Stop. Some chains and a shirt <laughs> off ain't going to sell me on Kirk Cousins, okay? Did you see the burgers he was flipping on his grill a few years ago? Well, you really want to go into detail about Kirk's life. Look no for it. Google it. One um, more. One more, by the way, because you what? have Justin Herbert on your list. And that's the one that I think bothers me the most. Because, by the way, first Why? of all, I don't, I don't think of the Chargers as a Super Bowl contender. So I, I feel like when we were 
trying to limit this list. You know, I'm thinking like, who is an actual contender? I think they've got problems, namely coaching problems that extend far beyond Justin Herbert, but also with Herbert, like you think he's the most overrated player ever. No player in history through those first couple years of his NFL career has more completions, yards, passing touchdowns, total touchdowns through their first two seasons in the NFL ever. That was Justin Herbert. Like you cannot tell me that Justin Herbert out here breaking every NFL record in his first two years, that that was some sort of anomaly. Cool. What does he have to show for it? Not a single playoff win and not a close game that I could look to and be like, that was a solid win. Not one. So congrats on all the stats. You know, it's like Dak too. Like I love Dak Prescott. Congrats on all the stats, buddy. What do you got to show for it? You got nothing to show for it. I think you're going to be a good quarterback one day, but right now on top of the injuries to your football team and your issues late in games, eh, you're not, it's just, it's not doing it for me. Laverne's in Chicago. Quickly, Laverne, what do you got? Hey, good afternoon, ladies. How you doing? Hey, good. Uh, thank you for uh, taking my call. Uh, even though the Cardinals are not in the ma- playoff mix, Kyler Murray is straight garbage. I hate to say it. I liked him for the first two years, but now bad decisions. Uh, he's a quarterback that will never, never take his team to a playoff. Even though he's not in the mix, as far as the Cardinals are not in the mix, but the way the NFC West is, that's a garbage division, so you never know. Yeah, we never. We certainly didn't think it was going to be a garbage div- division, and that's a really good one. And I think there's a lot of things you could look to with Kyler Murray that make you feel that way. And we, he's definitely shown reasons why he was the number one overall pick, but then he's making mistakes that, that he continue. I think that's the problem too, Amber. Like when these quarterbacks continue to make the same mistakes over and over, you can't trust them. And that's why they're on this list in the first place. Is Josh Allen's turnover, speaking of quarterbacks making mistakes, holding him back from being the league MVP this year, plus one betting line that makes absolutely no sense? We'll talk about it next. Canty and Carlin. This is Shea Cornette and Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Week 11 in the NFL starts in just a few hours. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shea Cornette and Amber Wilson filling in for the dudes this evening. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can call us on the Dr. Pepper call online, 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. Lucky for us, Tyler Fulgham's here to join us, ESPN Sports betting analyst, to get us set for tonight's game and beyond. T, what's going on? Titans, Packers in Green Bay. Packers on a short week. 
and favored by three against Tennessee. What do you like in this game, and what do you not? Good afternoon, ladies. Um, this is uh, an interesting game because the Titans have been an absolute cover machine. They're 7-2 and two ATS this year. And I know they don't oh. play a football the way that you think of in the modern 21st century. It's old school. They're on the rock. Derrick Henry. Don't really have much of a passing game, but it's been effective for Mike Vrabel and the Titans. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Packers, like a desperation win that they needed against the Cowboys. Will that carry some momentum? I think in this situation that it will. Uh, ladies, I would like to, I like the Packers side minus three. I wouldn't go to three and a half. If, you, if that's the price where you shop, I would take the Titans side. But at three, I think Aaron Rodgers and that offense can build off the momentum they uh, had against Dallas. The way to attack Tennessee is through the air. So it raises the floor and ceiling for Aaron Rodgers in that passing game. And it's really hard, even for a Derrick Henry, to uh, run the rock and be as physical as he was four days ago and then travel on the road to a frigid Lambeau and execute that game plan again. So I kind of like the Packers side here as my uh, lean, and I I think it will be a low-scoring Thursday night game that we've been used to. I play the total under 41. All right, Tyler, so let's talk about what's happening with this Browns-Bills game because we just got the news that that game, because of all the lake effect snow that was supposed to come during that game in Buffalo, has now been moved to Detroit. How is that impacting things in terms of betting and in terms of the line? Yeah, this is huge. Um, It's going to take a little bit here to kind of explain this. So, obviously, leading up to this point, We all knew about the snow. Betters and books knew about the snow. So they saw that total drop from like 47 and a half all the way down to like 41 and a half. Um, And now with that game being taken out of Buffalo and being moved to Detroit, you want to check with your uh, sports book where you made the bet. But more likely than not, that bet that you made is going to be voided. The bet that you made on the under, thinking that the snow is going to make it a low-scoring game, even if you bet on the side as well. More likely than not, your sports book is going to avoid that bet and you are just going to be refunded your money uh, that you uh, initially invested. But check, everyone, that's responsible gaming, responsible gambling. Check before you made your bet and make sure that is the rule. Um, now that that game has been moved, we have seen the markets repost the line, guys. And the bills are favored by seven, so the spread hasn't really changed much, but the total is shot back up to 48. So now the game being played indoors, obviously, at Ford Field. We have no elements to worry about. Uh-huh. The total is a touchdown and an extra point higher than we uh, had seen it drop to in Buffalo. And I think that that makes sense. Obviously Josh Allen, the Cleveland run game, they're more likely to reach their explosive play capability in the uh, domed environment of Ford field rather than in Buffalo, where now it sounds like they're expecting the snowpocalypse of 2022 to take place. So um, as far as me betting that game, I still have to look and see how I feel uh, about how these teams match up. But I've, off the top of my head, I think this benefits Josh Allen and Buffalo. I think Josh Allen is due for a bounce back after those uh, rough interceptions against Minnesota, and having the dome environment should help him against a Cleveland defense that hasn't really been that good this year, guys. Yeah, and it creates obviously familiarity for the following week because Buffalo can, they're not probably won't, but can essentially stay in Detroit because they have to play the Lions on Thanksgiving. And so, you're sorry, point, Detroit, yeah. you're not going to have much of a home field advantage on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> right. it turns out. Uh, Tyler Fulgham joining us, our ESPN Sports betting analyst here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shay Cornette and Amber Wilson filling in for the guys here. 
this afternoon. Okay, so uh, you'll be proud of me, Tyler, because I feel like I've gotten really good. at Part of this is my husband's problem and your problem and everyone's problem. But I've gotten really good at seeing these lines that I look at and I say, you know, something about this just smells weird. And now this is the one I'm looking at. Dallas favored by one and a half on the road oh. against the Vikings, a one-loss team coming off a win against mm-hmm. Buffalo. Help me understand. Boy, your olfactory glands are sharp these days, Shay. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. It must, must be being a mama or bringing <laughs> more life into this world, but you are absolutely right. We talked about this on Daily Wager, and people are going, wait a second, hold on. Minnesota's like tied with Philadelphia for the best record of the NFC. They're playing the game at home where they have a pretty good home field advantage, and they're an underdog against the Dallas Cowboys. That should smell to you. So if you're thinking about taking the Minnesota Vikings, as an underdog, I would think twice. Personally, I think Dallas is a better football team than the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vikings have been kind of lucky, uh, just look at last week, to uh, craft this 8-1 and record. They've played a bunch of backup quarterbacks. And then obviously last week there was the mishap by the Bills down the stretch, the miracle catch that Justin Jefferson had to make. All these things have fallen in place for Minnesota. So maybe they better be lucky than good, as they say. Maybe they are just lucky and they'll keep doing that. But I think Minnesota – or the Dallas defense, pardon me – uh, which has slipped a little bit in recent weeks, is going to bring forth a concerted and um, effort against Kirk Cousins and this Minnesota offense. I think Micah Parsons is in his face, and I think Dak Prescott in that passing game, which also got going against the Green Bay Packers last week, despite it being a loss, has a really good matchup against Minnesota's pass defense, which Pat P is playing really well as the uh, veteran there has made some big plays, but they've allowed a lot of yards and a lot of production to opposing passing games. So, I think your um, your nose is working there uh, very well, and I actually like the uh, Dallas side. I would lay the one and a half. I do think it's kind of a shootout. I think we see this game like 31-28 Dallas yeah. or 34-24 Dallas type of game. I think they win, but I do think that game goes over the total inside U.S. Bank Stadium. All right, Tyler, so what did we miss from Week 11? What else should we be looking at either maybe sideways or just keeping our eyes on generally? Yeah, I think one thing that we need to look at sideways, one of my favorite uh, plays on the card right now is the Steelers as a four-point home underdog against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Steelers haven't been good this season, but do you remember what would happen week one before T.J. Watt got hurt? He was absolutely wrecking Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. He had an interception, a couple of sacks, and the Steelers were winning that game. After he got hurt, that's when the Bengals came back and won. And the Steelers didn't win basically anything until T.J. Watt gets back last week. What happened last week in Pittsburgh? They hold the New Orleans Saints to just 10 points. So I love Mike Tomlin as a home underdog, especially with T.J. Watt back against a uh, Joey Burrow offense. And I know your your husband, uh, uh, Shea, is not going to like this, but he still takes some sacks and still still takes some hits. And T.J. Watt is exactly the type of guy who can make life miserable for Joe Burrow in uh, Akershire Stadium, whatever it's called now in Pittsburgh. So I like Pittsburgh plus the points um, at home against Cincinnati. And I think in a game that only a better could love, the Jets and the Patriots, the total is a scant 38. I would play that under. I think both these defenses are really good, and both these quarterbacks, eh, whether it's Mac Jones or Zach Wilson, uh, I don't trust them against the uh, opposing defenses. So I think that's like a 17-10, 17-13 type of game. Those are two plays on my card for Sunday, ladies, that really stand out right here on Thursday afternoon. Look at you. No respect for the Jets. Uh, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. But <laughs> I see what you're bringing here. Well, All right. I think the Jets. Shay, I think the Jets can win that game. I just think if they do, it's going to be a low-scoring game. And okay, I actually fair. do like the Jets, but I just don't think that's going to be a, a game that goes over 38. But those are famous last words, I suppose. Okay.
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It's time for Canty and Carlin's Pacey NFL segment. Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM, Channel 80. Amber Wilson and Shay Cornett here with you. And yeah, we're going to pace the NFL now with this next segment is where we basically run through things that may or may not happen in week 11 in this upcoming week and so for that we turn it over to our producer Evan. Evan what do you got? Alright let's start with something a little big picture here. Tua will finish blank in MVP voting. Amber? Uh, I'll say Tua will finish third maybe fourth in MVP voting. I mean what he's done is remarkable. I think what hurts Tua here is obviously that he hasn't been available for all of the games. We we know what happened when he missed those games. We know how important he is to this team because obviously the Dolphins were a mess, but the Dolphins were also a mess because they weren't just down to their second string quarterback, but their third string quarterback, then back to their second, then back to their third string quarterback. It was a disaster for those games. Tua is having a remarkable season. I think that we've learned that Tua is the guy moving forward for this Miami Dolphins team, but I don't think Tua is actually going to climb up too far and, and, you know, truly win it here. I think Tyreek should get more consideration maybe in that conversation than even Tua. He's not going to because he's a receiver. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. I I actually agree with fourth. I think right now as it stands in my book at least, you'd probably go Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, and then Tua or any version of that, but he'd probably be the fourth guy behind those top three. Now, does he have a chance to creep his way in? Of course. I mean, if Allen has another performance like he did a week ago, this upcoming week or on Thanksgiving Day – yeah, I think that he absolutely can move into three or even two, but I don't think he creeps all the way to one. Not not this year. Yeah, how can it be the MVP of the league if you're not the MVP of your own team, right? Well, that's also problematic. Correct. Which New York team is a better Super Bowl contender, the Jets or the Giants, Shay? I'll say Giants. Um, I love the Jets' defense. I love Sauce Gardner. I love what they're doing, and I think Robert Sala – I wish he would have stayed firm on the keeping receipts. I hate that he backtracked on that. But nonetheless, I, I'm going to go Giants. I trust their coach more. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I trust Daniel Jones more. Um, they're starting to get a little bit healthier on the offensive side of the ball, which helps them. So I'll go Giants here. Um, not, it's not a big margin, but to me it's an easy answer. 
Yeah, I'm going to second Shay on this one. To me, it's Giants. I mean, both of these New York teams, obviously, in the toughest divisions in the NFL. But if I had to put my money on one of those teams, it's going to be the Giants just because I don't have the trust in Zach Wilson and I don't have as much trust in that coaching staff. They might get there one day. I just don't think that they're there yet. Not that I feel very comfortable putting my money on Daniel Jones, but there's something about him this season that makes me more comfortable than Zach Wilson. At least I know he's good this season. I don't even know that about Zach Wilson. I'll say this too, Ev, like in terms of Daniel Jones and the way he's evolved over the last, I don't know, four or five months, I think obviously there's a trend going on in the NFL. You have to have a running quarterback, and Daniel Jones has upped that. Um, in his first three seasons, he was only averaging four and a half carries per game, and now it's almost up to eight. And then he also hasn't thrown an interception at home since last year. Like it's been over 365 days since he's done that, which is massive improvement for Daniel Jones. So I think that the areas that were so weak for him a year ago have gotten so much better, which I know is why you brought in Brian Dable. But to me, that is that is a sign of a quarterback that's not holding his team back and one that's elevating them. And I think Zach Wilson's actually doing the opposite. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the Jets should have drafted Justin Fields and hired Brian Dable. Don't come Dable. from my QB. I get it. Don't come from my QB. Chiefs are the field to win the AFC right now. Mm. Amber? I'm taking the field. Uh, Not that I don't think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC right now because I do, although I'm not completely uh, sold that it's not Buffalo still. So we'll see what happens here this weekend. But I do think that if you're giving me an entire field because that is a loaded conference and there are several other teams there that I think are viable Super Bowl contenders, something like five if I was doing it off the top of my list, then I'm going to take the field just because I like my odds better. Uh, I'm going to go, I'll go Chiefs. I'll go the opposite way here. I think the Chiefs has stuck to what they're good at. Um, I thought that they would be missing Tyreek Hill far more than they are. Um, And I think that they've got a clear path to be the number one overall seed. I love Buffalo, and I love the rivalry now that's been created between these two teams. And I I, I can't wait to see them play again in the postseason. But I I like Kansas City as that number one overall seed because I – they're just doing the same. Everyone knows what they're going to do, and yet they still do it magically week in and week out. So, yeah, give me, give me Kansas City. How about the Eagles or the field to win the NFC right now, Shay? Uh, I will go Eagles. Sure. Like, give me chalk. I'll go Eagles. Um, who would be second runner-up? The Vikings? No, I ain't trusting the Vikings. Nope. And I don't trust the Cowboys. Um, so, I don't trust the Packers. I mean, who, who's even else is good in the NFC? I guess the Giants I just kind of beat the drum for. Um, I'll go Eagles. I'll go Eagles all day long. Yep. Yeah, I'll take Eagles on this one. NFC, for me, is a very different conversation than the AFCs. The Eagles, to me, are far and away the best team in that conference. And like Shay said, it's just hard to trust some of these other good teams in that conference if we're truly talking Super Bowl. We talked about Tyree Kill as an MVP candidate. Tyree Kill is on pace to have the most receiving yards in a season in NFL history. There are 17 games. So will Tyree Kill break the record, Amber? He will break the record. If he gets what he's on pace for right now, which is 2,085, then he'll break even if you break it down per game in a 16-game season. So he will have done it the right way if he can break 2,000 yards. He's on pace for it. I have no reason to believe that he won't do it. He was doing it when Skylar Thompson was throwing him the football earlier this season for the, uh, for the Dolphins. I feel like Amber and I have been fighting a lot today. Like, we've been disagreeing. So, I'll agree with her here on this one and give her <laughs> Dolphins a little bit of a boost. Sure. Tyreek Hill is going to break the record. I just wanted to make her smile because I feel like I've been hard on her for the entirety of this entire hour.
Alcanti and Carlin. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.